Welcome in to Moving the Chains. I'm Kevin Thomas alongside Jarrell Hendricks. Got a great interview lined up for you guys today. A very special guest, the new head coach of the Whitmire Wolverines, Andrew Campbell. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. Doing great. Trying to get everything ready and glad to be here. That's all right. We appreciate your time. I know you're getting ready for practice, so I definitely appreciate you giving us a few minutes here and there. If uh, this is you guys' first time tuning in, give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube, all those places at Moving Chains, M-O-V-I-N-C-H-A-I-N-S. Also have our audio-only version of our podcast on Google, Spotify, Apple, et cetera. So, Coach Campbell, you were hired as the head coach in March. You've been the D.C. for Whitmire for the past eight seasons. Prior to that, you coached some, at Myrtle Beach High School a little bit. How's that transition been going from D.C. to the, to, to the head guy now? Uh, a lot faster than I thought. Uh, everything gets thrown in your, on your plate right, right there from the get-go. Like, uh, it makes you appreciate what they've been doing for the last couple of years. Uh, but, I mean, it's, it's, it's going really well. Uh, trying to get everybody out, get everything ordered, try to get some excitement started, getting some more kids out there. But uh, for the most part, everything's been running smooth. Uh, and luckily enough, I've got pretty much everybody that was here last year and the AD's big help, Coach Addis. So, I mean, it, it's, it's been an easy transition so far. Now we'll see if that keeps, keeps going that way. But so far it has. <clears throat> but Coach, we'd like to know a little bit about you, uh, a little bit of background. So um, you actually went to school. You got two degrees from Coastal Carolina University. Um, how did you get started coaching? Well, I, I ended up going to uh, Coastal. Uh, I got my degree in history, and then I stayed and got my master's in education. Uh, and then a little bit from there, uh, Joe Terry used to coach at Whitmire. He's at Clinton now with my brother uh, and them. Uh, I reached out to him because his dad was still the AD at Myrtle Beach High School, and I was just telling him I was trying to get into coaching. And um, so they set up a meeting with Mickey Wilson. They needed some help with the middle school football. So I sat down there, and then I ended up coaching middle school football and just kind of doing whatever they needed me to do, you know. And uh, then I ended up the next year coaching JV and helping on Fridays in the booth and things like that. And that was my start. And then uh, Coach Haney reached out to me and – Told me they had an opening at Whitmire, and I came back home and been coaching football here ever since. So you're taking over for Charlie Jenkins, who resigned. Obviously, you knew, knew Coach Jenkins pretty well, being on staff for so long. Have you been able to kind of get his help as far as like, hey, Coach, you know, what do you recommend here? Are you able to lean on him any kind of in that transition process, I guess? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I played golf with him and done a couple things here and there, and um, <laughs> hope he enjoys his retirement. But, you know, we, I'm surrounded with a lot of people. I've leaned on him. Uh, I've got a former head coach on staff, Coach Lockwood. He used to be at Southside Christian. Um, so he's been here for the last seven, eight years now. Uh, coach Addis has been a head coach at Whitmire before, you know. And, uh, and then, of course, you know, I talked to my brother Clinton a good bit. You know, you got – I was just talking to Coach Fountain yesterday. And uh, so I've surrounded – there's a lot of people around here, Cedric, Jeter, and Newberry. There's, there's a lot of people that whenever I have questions, they're willing to just talk and listen. So, I mean, I've – Pretty, I got a good supporting cast around me, <laughs> so made it made it easy. Uh, but you know, some things you don't you just learn on the go. But they they've been there to help. <laughs> well, that's awesome. You know, so you mentioned briefly. You know, you're from Whitmire, a uh, small town in South Carolina. That's that's just so cool. Can you just explain what it's like to get that head job at your alma mater after being oh, there yeah. for, for so long? 
Oh, I mean, I honestly, I, I, I know it's going to sound very cliche, but I've dreamed about it forever. I can, mama, my mom was talking about it and talking about how I used to say that's what I wanted to do and, and things like that. So, uh, you know, it's just like a dream come true, even though that sounds very cliche, but it really is. Not, not many people get a chance to be a head football coach at their high school. So uh, just being able to embrace that, enjoy it, but also realize that there's still work to do. But, uh, you know, enjoy it in that moment, but then get to work. But it's, it's surreal. It is very surreal. So for people who aren't familiar with you or the Whitmire program, that's when you guys play. You know, what type of schemes are you guys going to run on offense and defense? And will you continue to call the plays on defense as well? Uh, defensively, we kind of base out of the 4-2-5. And, and Coach Lockwood has graciously, you know, said that he would do that. And, you know, I'm still going to help him and do my hand, you know, have stuff input. Uh, we got some young guys that are that are getting into coaching like I was when I first started. And uh, they're eager and, and wanting to learn. So we kind of – it can't kind of let them – I just kind of let them do defense up there and – uh, and they did a really good job. Um, but offensively, uh, if people don't haven't never watched us, then it's not what you're seeing on TV. Yeah, we're not, we don't throw it around. We don't, we don't do all that. We, we've been double wing, foot to foot, scrum, trying to get what we can get, old school football mentality. Uh, and that's been pretty good for us the last couple of years. Uh, we made a transition to it about seven, eight years ago, and it's our kids bought into it and it's helped us. Um, but we're, we're a little bit – I mean, we're athletic enough. We're going to try to do – quarterback throws it pretty well. Uh, so, we're going to try to do a little gun packages and stuff like that from it and just try to try to make people prepare for a little more than just the double wing. Do you, do you run that style on offense because of your numbers? And what are your numbers, you know, there at Whitmire? I know you guys are a 1A school. Well, uh, Going back to when Coach Zines took over, we were we were running really like spread type stuff, and it was at that moment it was just trying to. That was when Whitmire was we were zero and forty four um, when when he took over, um, but it was just kind of like a change in the mentality, and just like all right, let's all right, we're gonna do this, and then we won that first football game, and the kids kind of bought into it. Now, of course, you know they want to throw it a little bit more than what we have in the past, but uh, no, it was mostly set up just to give us an advantage. Uh, and then from that, it kind of just transitioned and they kind of bought into it. And, and that's been our MO pretty much. I forgot what you said in the second half of that. Uh, numbers, numbers, I got you now, I got you. Uh, we just took, we went to FCA camp last week before the coaches clinic and we took 27, we have 28, we took 27 with us. So we got 28 total uh, right now dressed out with the varsity. Uh, and then I think JV's around the same number. Well, our JV's seven through nine, but they're around the same number. And how many guys do you have, you know, going both ways? I know that can be kind of tough with your numbers. You guys got to really focus on conditioning there. Yeah, yeah. well, and, and we do a lot of that in practice, like not doing it so much old school conditioning at the end. Like we, we keep them moving. We try to keep water bottles at each station, you know, getting your water on the go, things like that, just so they're constantly moving. Um, but going both ways – Thinking on top of my head right now, we're going to probably have about five or six guys, maybe even, you know, sometimes. I mean, I've been here before. We've had as many as 10 guys going both ways. Oh, wow. So, uh, we weren't – three years ago, we won the region championship with 22 people, and I would imagine that on that team there was at least eight guys going both ways. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, Coach, are there any other coaches you kind of maybe – try to model your style after on defense or have been maybe big influences on the way that you call the game and kind of see, see scheme-wise, things like that? 
Well, I mean, when I first took over defensively, I didn't, I was just going to be straight up honest with you. I didn't have a clue. I was an offensive guy. You know, I coached offense at uh, Myrtle Beach, mm -hmm. been offense my whole time. I, I love that aspect of it. But uh, when Charlie took over, he didn't have really anybody to do defense. And he came to me and said, hey, man, uh, you want to do defense? I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, uh, no pressure, man, because I'm not even going to mess with you. Uh, it's yours. <laughs> and then from there, I sat down and uh, I talked with some different people. And, um, and at the time, I think Eric Thompson was still a defense coordinator at Michigan. I talked with him about 3-5. We ran the 3-5 when I was in high school. So we kind of just – embrace that and it's kind of some years we run that and then we'll bounce down to like a three four look or, or we'll like this year we're kind of doing like a four two five just because we got more athletes just trying to get as many athletes on the field as we can even if we're undersized you know just trying to get after it but just talking with them and just trying to learn as much as I could on the go you know listening to different people at clinic just kind of making it my own and, and I tell kids all the time, a lot of what you hear from me, you might not hear from a college coach on Saturday. We're going to play it just a little bit different, something that gives us an advantage. Nice. So we've kind of just embraced it. And Coach Lockwood does really well, you know, with that. And we bounce a lot of stuff off each other and just kind of molded into our own little defense. So going into the 22 season, uh, you know, what kind of team do you have coming back? And, uh, you know, it's all about the kids. So who are some special players that we you want us to look out for? Yeah, well, I mean, I love to tell you all of them, but, you know, um, they all do get after it. But uh, we lost a couple last year, a couple seniors. Uh, we got about – I wrote it down on the board, so if you see me keep looking over here, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at what I wrote down. Uh, we got eight seniors right now. Three had never played before. Um, so uh, we're not real old team. We're, we're a little bit younger than, than the past. Um, so we got some some big guys up front. Uh, we're counting on them, uh, Zane, D. Uh, I mean, our our offense line might average a little bit over 200 pounds, which is pretty big at a 1A school. Nice. Um, so them guys up front pretty well. They've been killing it in the weight room. And then, of course, in the, on offense, you got in the background, you got uh, Blake Stribble, who started as a quarterback last year as a ninth grader, so he's back. And then uh, running back Kayshawn Shumpert started as a ninth grader last year, and he's back. So – um, both of them be big. Blake kind of keeps everybody in check. And then up front, you know, we got some big guys. I mean, I feel like I'm naming everybody, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> we, we finally got Will Livingston to buy into playing tight end. And then he did really well at camp last week. I, it's just offensively, they, they've done really well. Uh, I, I'm ready to see them on offense because, you know, I've focused so much on them on defense the last, so I don't really want to speak too much on them, but, uh, Defensively coming back, we got some guys that have started for a while. Trey Brewer's starting at linebacker, and he started since the ninth grade for us. Um, and then you, you, I could keep going. You got him, uh, Will Livingston playing DN. It's going to start the last two seasons. Um, I'm trying to think on the top of my head. Ashton Nelson started since the freshman. He'll be a junior. So we have a lot of guys that have started since they've been in the ninth grade. Uh, so just standing out, hopefully, you know, we don't we don't rely too much on just one guy. So we, we kind of – like to give them all a chance um, and then go from there. But I'm interested to see how they do. <laughs> For sure. I know we are talking, said so you start practice up uh, here here tomorrow. Actually, I guess it'll be, you know, last week when, when we air this interview. But do you guys have any scrimmages or jamborees already lined up before you kind of get into the season? Yeah, yeah. We're Like you said, we're going to start tomorrow at 9 o'clock in the morning. Um, we do things a little different. We're not going to go on Saturday. So we'll come, bring them back in on Monday. Uh, our scrimmage will be at 60. 
uh, and that'll be uh, the 8th, August the 8th. And then we'll play, and then you got to have four days in between. And then we go to Columbia and have a jamboree in Columbia against Columbia High School on the 13th. And then the next week we open up week zero against West Shoals at home. So two, a scrimmage and a jamboree, and then we're going to hit the ground running because we play week zero. Cool, Coach. Well, we love you, you know, the, the background, the season stuff, uh, getting ready for, for another successful season. But we want to get into some easier stuff. Uh, you're a Coastal Carolina grad. Uh, what are your thoughts on Grayson McCall in the upcoming season for the Chanticleers? I mean, I'm hoping he lights it up. He was really tough to, to defend last year, you know. And the offense they run, he, he reads it really well, man. It's – he makes them go, in my opinion. Without them, you see them kind of sputter. So I'm, I'm hoping that they build off of what they did and, and just keep going, man. And he's got a chance to be good. Uh, he's one of the best ones I've seen at quarterback since then for them in forever <laughs> that I can remember right off the top of my head. But he's, he's a gamer. <laughs> he's a heck of a player for sure. I, I'm a big fan of watching him on Saturdays for sure. So Winners you know, find ways to win. That's right. So <laughs> along with football, you also coach softball. Yeah, you know, yeah. how are the dynamics different in coaching those two sports? And kind of give us a breakdown of how you keep those things straight. Oh, man, that's that's interesting. I've been the head softball coach here so for since I've been here, and this will be year 11, uh, so the last 11 seasons. And um, I know this is going to come – sometimes girls are easier to coach, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, then I mean, you tell them what you want them to do, and they do it. I mean, like, I was just thinking the other day uh, – Kids want, you know, the thing in football now, everybody wants to wear the wristbands, the armbands. Look, you know, I told a kid to take something off at camp. He said, man, you're killing my drip. I was like, don't, <laughs> don't care. <laughs> you're going to look like everybody else. And, I, you know, you tell a girl that, like, okay, yeah, yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, yeah. They is just, I guess they don't come in with a mindset of, like, they already know everything, so they're willing to work. Uh, whereas guys been watching football their whole life are like, oh, I've seen them do this. I know how to do that. Uh, but no, in all honesty, kids at Whitmire, no matter what you're coaching, I tell people all the time, if you can't teach and coach at Whitmire, you can't coach or teach anywhere. So, because uh, these kids are, they're good, man. They're, they're great kids. They're, uh, yes, sir. No, sir. Uh, I mean, just, I, I was telling somebody the other day, I just, I don't, I don't remember big incidents happening at school where, you know, we have to discipline people and stuff like that. It's just, it's, it's an unreal atmosphere here. But uh, coaching girls, man, it, it's it's tough. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're a pleasure to be around. And they um, at times, man, they grind because the first couple of weeks before COVID, they were in there. We would have football workouts from 9 to 11 during the summer, and the girls would come in and work out from 12 to 115, and, you know, and lifting weights and doing whatever I asked them to do. So they they – they a little bit different, but it's not too bad. Yeah. So I, I gotta say, I, you know, we're me and Kevin are Clemson guys. So I'm I'm a huge. I got into softball during during COVID. Yeah. Clemson started their program, so yeah. that that's gotta be cool. I gotta come. I'm actually more interested in coming to check out a softball game than football for you guys. That's that's pretty. Softball is a little bit different. What you gonna see at Clemson? We ain't, we ain't gonna be hitting the home runs and all that. We're gonna be doing a more, lot more bunting and running. We'll I like that. Places. Get some action. Get some action. Yeah. We, I mean, we tell people all the time, if you if you can uh, strike us out, we're going to play a bunt down and make you play defense. We're going to make you do something. 
I love it. it, it coach, you, you can't kill the drip. I don't, I don't know what you're doing. Man, there. man, it was 90 degrees, and he's trying to wear some headgear that was like, man, dude's going to pass out of heat exhaustion. <laughs> you're trying to look out for him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm trying to save his life, not kill his drip. <laughs> I love it. I uh, see. So, so you, football's in the family there with the, with the Campbells. Uh, we had the pleasure of uh, interviewing your brother, Ethan, who's the D.C. at Clinton um, last fall. How cool is it to, you know, watch your younger brother, you know, come up through the ranks there and coach at a powerhouse in Clinton? And how often do you guys talk ball? Oh, I talk ball to him all the time because I'm I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and get twisted. He knows a lot more defensively than I do. Uh, so I do lean on him a little bit here and there. And um, a couple years ago when he was at Mid-Carolina, if we were in the playoffs, he would look at film and stuff and help me with that. So, uh, I mean, he's instrumental to that, but – he, I, I do lean on him. I'm glad to see his have the success that he has because I mean he does he does pour a lot into it. So um, it's a little bit different level coaching it at Clinton than coaching it here. You know he has a lot more formations and other things he's got to prepare for that I don't see every day. But uh, no, just, I do a lot talking with him. And, and uh, there's times like I, you know, they were running in the playoffs last year and we were out. I was like, man, I'll look at stuff and if I catch anything, I'll let you know and things like that. So when we work together well when it comes to things like that, try to look out for each other. So, yeah. nice. you- we were talking, we were talking off air before the show about, you know, you guys stadium right there. It's right off the road, got the center block yeah. walls around it. I'm sure a lot of our, you know, viewers and fans probably haven't been to a game at Whitmire before. Can you kind of explain to them, you know, what that atmosphere is like and, and things like that over there for the Wolverines. Man, yeah, it's, it's a neat little stadium. Uh, I mean, it's you can tell that it was a stadium that's been around for a long time. My dad played in the same stadium I played in, uh, behind, the, behind the same brick wall that we play behind now. So, I mean, um, it's just – it's a cool little thing. Uh, uh, they built it – the mill actually built it, if I'm not mistaken, you know, for like the – uh, the mill baseball leagues that they used to have back in the day. And, um, but so it used to play, it plays behind a big old center block wall mm-hmm. uh, and it's a baseball and a football field. So it converts the baseball during baseball season and back. We had to move bleachers and all kind of things like that. Uh, but it, it's just a, it's just a cool little stadium. Uh, and it, it, it really hasn't changed much since the time I was a little kid going to watch games over there. So um, I mean, it used to be concrete slab bleachers, but then they came back and put actual bleachers in there. I mean, not like the, on top of the concrete slab so people wouldn't fall under it or go under it and stuff like that. But uh, my dad likes to tell the story all the time when he was growing up. There used to be barbed wire on top of the fence. And <laughs> uh, people used to call it like the prison. And, 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 and if you didn't know no better, if you didn't know, I mean, you just look at it and you're like, wow, that's it's a different place. And then if you want to stand up on the ninth hole and, you know, look down into the stadium from the golf course, you can do that too. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. So uh, we got to throw a food uh, question. If you never heard moving the chains before, we got to know where to eat. Uh, We want to go down to the Pearl of Piedmont and I want to get me a good meal. Where do I need to go? Well, if you're going to go to Pearl of Piedmont, you got to go by Joe's and you got to get you a a chicken sandwich. They got, they got chicken. Now you ain't going to get no fries. (laughs) <laughs> you know, you know, like that. They got a little grill, old meat market, and they have a little groceries and stuff. Uh, and, and you got, uh, they got a little grill, to, uh, grilled chicken, um, like a lemon pepper chicken sandwich, uh, cheeseburgers, hamburgers, hot dogs, sausage dog, uh, barbecue. And then if you want to take some meat home with you and grill it on the weekend, they got steaks, whatever you want to go get. Uh, and then Thursday through Saturday, you can get a rotisserie chicken. So, I mean, that's, if you're going to get one, that's where to go. 
Joe's where it's at. Joe's is where I just had me a Joe's cheeseburger before we came over here. So (laughs) if that tells you anything. Good deal. Well, Coach, kind of to wrap up here, what are some of you guys' goals for the 2022 season? Uh, You know, of course, you know, win and and make the playoffs, win a region championship, you know, ultimately go for the state, you know, things like that. Um, But goals is is truthfully getting better each week. Uh, I mean, working working and and seeing progress – and, you know, we're going to be in a tough region. Um, but just moving forward each week, getting better. And and I told – when I interviewed, I told them from the get-go, I said, uh, at, the end of the, at the end of the year, if a parent comes to me and said, I made their son a better chap, that's what – that's, that's a, a good goal. So, if I make – you know, if I make an impact on them and they become away a better person, then wins are great. But at the end of the day, uh, them becoming good people is even better. Um, but – the goal is to make the playoffs, win a region championship, you know, all all the all the, the big goals everybody has. But personally, that's one of my goals is making better people. Well, this has been great. Uh, definitely one of the listeners and, and followers to check out Coach Campbell and Whitmire on social media and everything like that. Keep up to date with those guys this year. They should have a fun season. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, et cetera, at Move and Change. Check out our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, et cetera. You know, Coach, we really appreciate it. Uh, Drill, you got any other questions for Coach Cam before we let him go here? Oh, one more thing, Coach. Are you in the are you in the deer stand as much as your brother in the fall? Oh no, man, he, he's <laughs> he's unreal with that, man. I, there's no way. Man, there's some there's some Saturdays we I mean, Friday nights we don't get I don't get done. You know, used to doing laundry till two o'clock. I'm like, there ain't no way I'm getting up at five to go get in a deer stand. He done lost his mind. I mean, he was talking about that the other day. I got get man. I love this. We might have some. Days off during the fall, I can go kill big bug. Like I'm gonna get up and watch football. That's there you, what I'm go. <laughs> you go kill it there. I'm gonna see what football games come on at twelve o'clock. <laughs> That's all I had, Coach. I mean, I wish you continued success. This is obvious. This is one of the funnest interviews we've done. Uh, wish you, you know, ultimate success at Whitmire. You know that program. I love, you know, the Ironman ball. The low numbers, guys going both ways. Old school offense. Yeah. Um, but I just wish you guys continued success and a. You know, hope you have a successful season. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, Coach. I said we appreciate your time. Look forward to stopping by a practice or a game, hopefully next year, and getting to meet you in person and chatting with you. But uh, best of luck this upcoming season. All right, thank you.